Yo, sometimes life calls for a change. Not fake, just different. It'll show you a different way. And right now, I'm on to my different way. I can promise you this is the same span, but the reporting is over. I'd like to welcome you to the Mr. Span Official Podcast. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Mr. Span official podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Span. This is episode number 20 of the show. And uh, tonight, man, we uh, we got some things we're going to talk about, man. We got some things to talk about. It's been a little while since the last time I've been on the mic, man. Life been life, and as you guys know, um, it tends to happen that way. I hate that it happens that way, but, you know, because it kind of is what it is, man. I, I can't do nothing about it. I'm trying, man. I'm trying, but, you know, um, we here tonight, man. We here tonight, and we're going to talk about some shit tonight, man. But, of course, before we do that, I got to remind you guys how to get in touch with us over here at the Mr. Span Podcast, the Mr. Span Official Podcast. So let your voice be heard. Man, you can go ahead and hit me up at that hotline at area code 313-288-0485. That's area code 313-288-0485. These are voicemail messages, and, of course, those messages will get played here and responded to you here live on the show. And if you're watching us and you're talking to us here live on the show while we're doing it, you can hit that hotline up at area code 313-288-0485, and you can drive it up with your man Span while we're doing the show live here as we do this, right? Also, hit me up on our email at uh, feedback at the SpanReport.com. That's feedback at the spareport.com. You can go there, uh, leave us those emails, and of course, those emails will get right here and reply to here live on the show. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, Spill, and all of the blue sky. Everything, man, is Mr. Underscore Span, right? But I will say, I will say, man, I will say, your man Span has been thinking about, just thinking about retiring that Twitter page, man. Yeah, man, I've been thinking it might be time to come to an end on that one. And we're going to talk a little bit about that a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, man, follow me on all of those platforms at Mr. Underscore Span. Chop it up with your man Span throughout the week. You can also uh, leave us uh, five-star views on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. Those five-star views are the ones that get right here live on the show. We really appreciate everybody who goes about the business of doing that. Doesn't cost you a dime. Just a couple minutes of your time to let everybody know why you're rocking with us over here at the Mr. Span Official Podcast and the Span Report Podcast Network in its entirety, right? And also, man, uh, go to our website, www.thespareport.com. You can go there, watch replays of the show. You can vote in the polls when you decide to put those polls up. You can donate to the show as often as you like, as much as you like. And, of course, we really do appreciate every dime over here at the Span Report Podcast Network, right? And, and, and leave us a five-star review on Spotify, man. I don't know if I mentioned that, but Spotify and iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Those five-star reviews are the ones that get right here live on the show. We really appreciate everybody that goes about the business of doing that. It doesn't cost you nothing, man. Nothing. Nothing. Just a minute at a time. Tell everybody know why you're rocking those over here, right? And I might have said that, 
but I think I might have forgot Spotify, man. So yeah, it's definitely Spotify, and you guys can leave. Uh, you know, we'll have polls and stuff like that available on Spotify as well, man. But we appreciate everybody who uh, who does that and uh, and and checks for us in that way, man. Real talk. But um, yeah, man. Like I said. Life has been kind of doing this thing, man. You know, uh, been busy some of these last couple of weekends, man. Uh, been doing a lot of work and whatnot, man. Uh, just trying to, you know, keeping my head above water. You know, that that sort of shit, man. Life has really been coming at your boy. And so, um, you know, we just try to maintain uh, what we got going on, man. We don't want to. We don't want to fall off our pedestal, right? Because we work hard to get to get on our pedestal. So we don't want to fall off of it. But, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit of an extra effort in order for you to keep maintain what you got. And so right now I've been putting in that extra effort to maintain what I got. You know, real talk, real talk man. But uh, outside of that, though, I did have the opportunity uh, to uh, attend a, a podcast conference here in Detroit, man. There's a, a Detroit Power, Power, Power Conference. Uh, amongst uh, Detroit area podcasters, man, I had a chance to chop it up with the homies from the Shop Talk podcast, man. Shout out to uh, Jay uh, Jay Johnson and uh, my man. Uh, oh shit, I'm drawing a fucking blank on my man's name, man. And he's like he's one of my favorite fucking people in the world, bro. Oh my god. Oh shit. Um, Jay Johnson and Dame, my man Dame, Dame Dollar, man. Like hey, shit. I uh I had a chance to chop it up with my fellas, man. That was cool. I got a chance to meet some other new podcast, uh, some other podcasts, not new podcasts, but some other podcasts in the Detroit area, man. So shout out to the E Block Podcast Network, man. Shout out to uh the twins, man. Shout out to everybody I had a chance to chop it up with. Shout out to my man Mark out there, man. Had a chance to uh like kind of chop it up with some folks, man, and, and get a chance to meet some new people that's in this podcast game. Cause like real talk, like as when I got into podcasting, man, just about everybody that I know that was in the podcast and is from out of town, man. I don't know. I didn't know many locals that was doing podcasts. So like for me to be able to like kind of go out into the city and kind of get to know and touch and, and get, you know, and, 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 and chop it up with some of these local podcasters, man, to pick their brains and they get a chance to pick my brain. And we kind of like exchange ideas, but also just kind of like, you know, uh, you know, just put each other up on game man, and, and fellowship, man. I think it was, a, it was a really good, it was a really good time. Man, and I appreciated uh, the time that I had a chance to spend with those people. And um, I look forward to some of those folks showing up here on the podcast as well, man, because I had a really good time with those guys and we exchange information so definitely you'll be hearing from some of those people here on the show um another thing man uh my lions man my lions been playing like goddamn champions man the lions i'll be a monkey's bare-assed uncle yeah that was until today nigga just they got their asses Ash by the goddamn uh, Baltimore Ravens, bro. Like they did the Ravens, like the fucking like the Michigan Wolverines did Michigan State, my nigga. It's like <laughs> it was it was just bad, bro. It was just bad. And Michigan State, you know, y'all didn't even pinch the bitch. You know what I'm saying? It was just, it was just that bad. It was just that bad. But 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 sometimes, man. Sometimes you know you you know as a football fan. Sometimes you have a good weekend, and sometimes it's good to go two out of three, right? Two out of three ain't bad because um, my Tennessee State University Tigers also won, and they beat, uh, was that Lincoln University? 52 to nothing. God damn. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Eddie George down there doing his thing, man. I know he been bitching lately about, you know, the fact that ain't really a whole lot of folks at the games, man. Like, And I'm going to say this, bro. I said this when I was a freshman at Tennessee State University. It was their first year at Adelphia Coliseum, which is now Nissan Stadium where the Titans play. Hey, um, we weren't meant to play in that stadium, man. 
We just weren't meant to play in the stadium that size. Um, they would be much better off if they were playing those games in the hole. You would have a much better fan turnout. Not only that, uh, you would actually be able to feel the fans that are there because you'd have much more, many more students coming to those games. They wouldn't have to leave campus. And, and, and it ain't 60,000 motherfucking seats, man. Like, I mean, as much as I love Tennessee State University, we don't have enough people to fill a 60,000 feet, you know, a 60,000 person stadium for a football game. We just don't, man. It's just, it's just not, it's just not what it is in Nashville. Right. So, um, yeah, man, um, two for three this week, you know, and uh, my fantasy team looking pretty good. So your man's ain't mad. Your man's ain't mad. Now, um, we got some shit that we, like I said, we got some things we going to kind of cover this week and, uh, is, uh, we got some serious shit we going to cover. We got some not so serious shit we going to cover, you know, as the spare report, podcast network and the mr span official podcast specifically is somewhat of a reflection of what's going on in the world right we talk about some of the things that i've observed over the course of the last few weeks or the course of the last week however you know often i get a chance to do the show and uh what we're going to do right now though is uh we're going to get right into some of our topics man you know uh and the first thing that i thought was pretty much interesting was the fact that uh listen here man as much as taylor swift and Beyonce dominated the summer this year. Only 23% of Americans identify as both Beyonce and Taylor Swift fans. What the fuck, y'all? God damn! God damn! Yeah, yeah. God damn! What? Yeah. Fuck! But, but buddy, a little bit too much upset for like this particular segment. But okay, go ahead, go off. Uh, but we read this story here. This comes out of Yahoo. It says uh, it might seem that about it might seem about now that everyone is a fan of Taylor Swift and Beyonce. After all, Swift's concert, the Taylor Swift, uh, the Eras tour, quickly became the highest-grossing domestic release of a concert movie ever upon its re- release last week, which makes complete sense because the in-person version of her tour is on pace to be the most lucrative in American history. And we know you probably know, but there are also Travis Kelsey hubbub. <laughs> There's also the Travis Kelsey hubbub and the upcoming release of 1989 Taylor's version, the cruel summer songstresses everywhere, even Saturday. Saturday Night Live. Beyonce knows Carter, a superstar herself, who notably supported, supported Swift at her Los Angeles movie premiere, announced this month that a film capturing her latest record-breaking shows will arrive in, this, in theaters December 1st. Her supporters are already snapping up tickets for Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. And yet, though, and yet, though the yahoos here have been known to jam out to Swift, and we definitely love Bay, many Americans wouldn't call themselves fans of either, either of the women. In a new poll from Yahoo YouGov, 23% of Americans said that they are fans of Swift and the same number, 23% that they were fans of Beyonce. Just 12% said that they were a fan of both. Says upon further questioning, 10% of respondents said that they planned to see Swift's movie. Up to 4% said that uh, of those who said they had managed to snag tickets to see her live show live. For Beyonce, the numbers were identical. 10% of those polled planned to see her film, while 4% had seen it in person. Uh, however, there are plenty of people who will go see them, maybe because they weren't able to re- maybe because they want to recapture the excitement of seeing their favorites on stage or because movie tickets are a car payment or too cheaper. Both women notably produce their own wildly successful movies rather than going through a studio, which means they're taking home more profit than they would be. Not that that's a problem for either of them. Both Swift and Beyonce are two of the music industry's biggest stars who are being credited with helping to bring people back to movie theaters following the pandemic now um i know that this could be a bit of a surprise for people who are not fans of either beyonce or uh taylor swift but yeah um i can say i can say 
I am not surprised. I could say I'm not surprised, man. Now, I say this as someone who is, you know, neither a fan of both of them like that, right? I can't tell you, like, I, I don't know one Taylor Swift song. And I've heard, you know, quite a few Beyonce songs just, you know, being in mere proximity. But it's not like I'm, like, you know, going out of my way to go listen to a Beyonce song. Not that there's anything wrong with either of these women, right? Not that there's anything wrong with their music. It's just like I just feel like, you know, it ain't for me. And that's fine, right? That's fine. I think to a large degree, when we start thinking about fans and we start thinking about fandom, uh, you know, fan being short for fanatic, right? Fan being short for fanatic. But I think it's okay for people to not necessarily uh, be a fan of someone, but you don't have to shit on the people that are fans. And I think that's where the arguments tend to come from when those who are not fans of said artists start, you know, feeling as though they are, there's a superiority complex of those who are a fan of someone, right? And one of the things about fandom, and I've said this on the show, of, you know, plenty of times, man, like I, 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 I want, I sometimes wish I understood uh, the level of fandom that comes with uh like the feigning and the the screaming and the and the the crying and stuff like that i wish i could i wish i had someone that i was a fan of to that degree right at 43 years old i still wish for that right i wish that i looked up to someone and i i, I idolized someone that much and i idolized like their talent right not so, so much them as a person but their talent what they're able to do how they're able to inspire how they're able to like move how they're able to like all that shit right I haven't seen anything like that since probably, for me, Michael Jackson, right? And that was, and even then, it was like, you know, when I would probably be in my peak Michael Jackson fandom, I was probably seven or eight years old, right? So it was a long, 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 long time ago. But, you know, for those who, you know, for, for the people who are in that element right now, um, I feel as though like there's nothing wrong with those people to enjoy that. Now I, I'm just more so than anything, more than anything else. I just feel like yeah, I am not surprised that only 23% of Americans identify as Beyonce and Taylor Swift fans. I am surprised though that well, you know, I, I take that back. I can't even say that they, I'm surprised at the um, at the uh, the idea that only 12% are fans of both because of how people pit them against one another, right? If you're a fan of Beyonce, you you supposedly can't be a fan of Taylor Swift. If you're a fan of Taylor Swift, you somehow supposedly are not supposed to be a fan of Beyonce. They're supposed to be pitted against each other. They can't be a thing where like they overlap and they have you know overlapping fan bases and everything else. Everything is a competition, unfortunately. But you know there are two immensely talented young women. Well, you know Beyonce's damn near my age, so like, two immensely talented women. And uh, yo, man, I'm you know. It's, that's what it is, man. Like, fandom is fandom. I'm just surprised that that number was, you know, I'm not surprised that the number was so low. Because, yeah, there's a lot of people, just for the sake of, like, being contrarian to some degree, don't want to be fans of either one of these ladies, right? But, you know, you ain't got to be like that. You ain't got to be like that. But that's in the news. Uh, another story that we got here in the news, man. Uh, so, Twitter, or X, as Elon Musk has uh, renamed the, the, the platform, X has decided that they are now going to start charging people to use the service. Uh oh, I closed the wrong damn window, but let me pull this up so we can read this story. All right. Uh, where is it? Okay, here we go. We get this out of fandroid.com. Uh, it says, it looks like if you want to post on onto X, you'll soon have to start paying a $1 a month for, for that privilege. X has announced that they are starting to test their new Not A Bot program. 
in New Zealand and the Philippines where new and unverified users will have to pay a subscription fee of $1 a month to use this platform. The company claims that this is being done to curb spam and bots, which actually makes sense since we imagine that many bot owners won't want to pay just to use bots on X. This is kind of a double-edged sword because some bots are spammy and scammy. There are some that are there. While some are spammy and scammy, there are some that are useful and this subscription would kill them off. Uh, that being said, keep in mind that this is for new and unverified users. Users who already have an account won't be affected by this, at least for, excuse me, at least not for now. I don't know where that came from. Uh, presumably this, if this test goes well, X will expand it for more regions where all users will eventually be affected by this change. Also, based on the wording, it seems that users who subscribe to X Premium, which is priced at $8 a month, won't have to pay for this subscription. Of course, a dollar is cheaper than $8, but X Premium does come with additional features in the blue check mark that verifies you so that you don't come across like a bot or spam account. Uh, X owner Elon Musk had previously hinted that paid subscriptions just to use the platform will be coming, and this announcement confirms that it is starting to roll out. Now, um, earlier I alluded to the fact that I am thinking about just retiring my Twitter account altogether, right? And... um. As you know, some of you know, I even talked about this here on the show, man. Like I was a subscriber to Twitter Blue before Elon Musk bought it, right? I like the fact that I would be able to tweet longer tweets. I like the fact that I could tweet, you know, tweet longer videos uh, in higher cal, you know, in in, in uh, higher quality video quality and things like that. You know, those are the things that kind of drew me to that. Uh, the 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 verification badge and shit. That was something that I did not really give two fucks about, but that was the thing that most people. Uh, that was the thing that most people kind of, uh, you know, thought that folks were drawn to. And not, that's not to say that a lot of folks weren't drawn to the idea of like they can finally get a blue check mark if they go in on to pay for it. But there were some of us who was like, nah, I actually like some of these other features and stuff, right? And then Elon Musk buys it. Uh, you know, he, 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 he does something to the algorithm. He's like, yo, he's going to promote or push up the people who had the blue check marks or who are verified or whatever. Uh, and, you know, suddenly you start noticing, though, uh, not only just with the rhetoric of Elon Musk, but like who were being promoted, uh, the sources that were being promoted, uh, some of the uh the stories that were being given precedent over others, the the voices who were given precedent over others, and um, it kind of came to a head with this uh this current uh you know violent outbreak in the Middle East with between Hamas and and Israel where Elon Musk went out of his way to kind of promote two accounts that are known for spreading a bunch of misinformation. And um, what you started noticing was Twitter has become less and less a place where, you know, news was something that you can get at Twitter, right? Uh, or not even so much that you couldn't get at Twitter, but that it was actually be like, like, what's the word that I'm looking for here? legitimate news was being suppressed while amp while being well while conspiracy theories like leaning like outlets were being amplified on the platform and so um one of the things that i was thinking about i i got rid of my my, my twitter blue subscription i was like you know what i think I, I think i'm done with that right um because i knew that you know if i wasn't going to be on this platform much anymore it would be stupid for me to continue to pay for it for one uh, two, there have been other platforms that kind of sprout up that um, 
there have been other platforms that kind of sprout up that I've really been like kind of leaning into trying to use and, uh, and, and, and spread out outside of Twitter, man, because I really feel as though like Elon Musk has been trying to run Twitter into the ground and people are looking for other places to go. So I have been using uh, threads uh, a hell of a lot more. Right. I've been using threads. Now I'm on um, I'm on Blue Sky Social. I am on Spill, but that's on an iPhone. And I, you know, that's if I'm on there, it's because I'm on a, a, a company phone. I don't really want to use that that much. Uh, I was on, um, I'm on Threads, Spill, and I was on Spoutable, but I, I, I got rid of that. It was like I don't know anybody who's going to really be using that. So, um, you know, as it stands right now, man, I'm really liking Threads, man. Um, there's a couple different things that I think Threads needs in order to uh, really kind of step up and be the viable, the most, you know, readily available and viable replacement for Twitter. And that's going to be trending topics and hashtags. Uh, And um, I mean, they're already working on direct messaging, even though you can do that through Instagram and, um, you know, things of that and and chronological uh, timelines, right? Like I, I refresh quite a bit, but I'm really looking for the freshest shit and it's never in chronological order. And I think that gets on my nerves sometimes. But honestly, I think that Threads is becoming a more and more viable place for people to go. Now, I know if you look on Twitter and anybody says anything about Threads on Twitter, they'll tell you that Threads was a flop. And if you go on YouTube and you you ask if you pull Threads up on YouTube, everybody will tell you that Threads is dead. And I, I'm here to tell you that it, it's really not. It's really not. A lot of folks are like starting to migrate from, uh, you know, Twitter because of the way that Elon Musk is running it. And, um, you know, one of the things that I, I had put up a poll on Twitter uh, uh, about a week ago and I asked people, I said, well, you know, what would it take for you to feel like Twitter is no longer worth it? And for the most part, like, let, let's just say 89 percent of the people who voted in that poll said they like uh, for it no longer to be free. Right. If Elon Musk charges me to be here, then I will no longer use it. And <clears throat> I'll say this. I don't believe you niggas, man. I don't believe you niggas. Real talk, man. I think to a large degree, uh, one of the reasons why many people have not left Twitter already is because of, you know, say you have a large platform or you have a lot of followers over there on Twitter, man. Uh, to some degree, man, it's going to be hard for some people to get those followings up, man. Or, I mean, you could tell those people, like, to follow you wherever you're going, but are they really, right? And um, to some degree, that's a a, a vanity play, too. You know, like, yeah, I've got 23,000 followers on on Twitter. I don't think that my 23,000 followers are going to follow me to uh, or to Threads or to or to Blue Sky or to uh, or, or Spill or what have you. And it's like, well, yeah, you might not have as large a following there, but, you know, this is another opportunity, I believe, with these newer platforms to kind of cultivate a newer, uh, a newer community where you can, um, you can kind of weed out the like the people who are just not really fucking with you. They following you just because they like following you, but they don't really interact with you much at all. And to some degree, man, I think that like you know we've gotten so far from. Uh, the interaction, right? Where so much of it is about people producing content, and then there's so many people just like consuming the content i am much more uh of a person who i want to produce content but i also want people to interact with the content i want to be able to interact with the people who are interacting with the content that i produce and so um i looked at this now as like another opportunity like okay you know i i I did twitter early 
but then I left it alone for a long time, and then I jumped on it, and like, yeah, it's just been, you know, I see a bunch of bullshit, man. Like, you know, it's a lot of, and even now, I haven't even been on Twitter much at all this weekend. I've gained like 12 followers, not posting much at all, and I know just about all of them are bots, right? All of them are bots, and that was, uh, Bomani Jones had said something uh, a, a couple years ago, and I tend to agree with him on this, and it's that, um, he said, how much of the people that we were responding to are even people, right? You get into an argument with someone and you don't even know if the person that you're interacting with is even a person, right? Like, and so um, I think now is a, is a time where uh, you could be optimistic because there are so many different, you know, we have so many different options available to us at the moment, but it's incumbent upon us to curate these timelines, man. Like if I see something now on my threads, if somebody's like just talking out just right off top, talking out of the Saturday neck to me, I just block them, bro. <laughs> no need to go back and forth with this asshole because at the, I mean, think about this, man. Like you're, you're not going to change my mind. Chances are I'm not going to change your mind. And in the in the small time that I've known of you, I don't even like the time that I've had, and I can't get that time back. So yeah, man. Um, I think these 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 opportunities, like uh, or not so much opportunities, but these platforms like Threads, like Spill, like uh, Blue Sky Social. If you can get the invite code, man, Spain got three of those boys. If you want one, you can, you know hit me up in my inbox. Right, I got three Blue Sky invite codes. But um. For those of you who like really want to interact with the people who follow you, man, I think this is another opportunity for us to really get down and uh, and and and, ha- and foster that community that we really want on a day to day basis, right? I know for those of us who are producing the content, like the podcast, like the YouTube videos and the TikToks and whatever else, those are cool. But it's also cool to be able to reach out and touch the people who are enjoying the content that you're producing. So, yeah, man, uh, Twitter ain't free no more. Well, at least it ain't going to be for, you know, in, in, in the grand scheme of things and soon. So uh, prepare yourselves accordingly. But I don't think – of the 89% of you niggas who voted in that poll, I don't believe y'all going to leave Twitter. I think y'all going to come off – y'all going to come up off that dollar. <laughs> right? Y'all going to come up off that dollar, man, because y'all addicted to that narcotic, man. You ain't got off that narcotic yet, man. I mean, it took a while. I mean, I'm still on it. You know, I'm weaning myself off of it. But, like, eventually, man, I think my Twitter page is going to come come to a crashing halt, man. Real talk. But that's an, that's something I thought I wanted to talk about. Now, another story that we want to talk about here, man. So, uh, we get into some political news now. Some political news. Um, So, y'all know that fuck-ass dude that used to occupy the White House, Donald Trump, Tried to steal the election. They didn't indicted his ass quite a few times over it, man. In Georgia, they got him on a RICO charge. You know what I'm saying? Well, one of the lawyers involved in this RICO charge has just pled guilty to the shit, and she gonna be state's witness against goddamn Donald Trump, man. <laughs> yeah, man. The white lady that said she gonna release the Kraken when she gonna release the Kraken on the motherfucker that she didn't think she was gonna be releasing the Kraken on. So we get this story here. Let me pull this up. This comes out of the Los Angeles Times. It says attorney Sidney Powell has taken a plea deal in Fulton County, Georgia, one day before jury selection was set to begin for her election interference case alongside a lawyer, Ken Cheesebro, who also decided to turn state's evidence. Look at God. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? All right. Now, Powell, uh, Powell has received six years probation, a $6,000 fine and $2,700 in restitution and agreed to write an apology letter to the citizens of Georgia and to testify truthfully at trial. 
She pleaded guilty to six counts of conspiracy to commit intentional interference with performance of election duties in connection with the alleged efforts to keep former President Trump in power. Now, keep this in mind, right? She's getting six years probation, a $6,000 fine, and she has to pay $2,700 in restitution. Now, um, not to put my little brother's business out in the street, but my little brother was in prison for about 12 years. And he had a restitution that's about four, five, six times more than this restitution that she's going to have to pay. Um, And he didn't do a crime nearly as big to the detriment of the country that this lady did, right? I say that to say that they gave her such a sweet deal for pleading guilty because she about to, like, she about to tell on everybody, bruh. Oh, she telling on everybody. Rudy Giuliani probably shaking in his boots right motherfucking now, man. Rudy Giuliani is like, I mean, you could just see the motherfucking hair dye streaking down his goddamn face at this very moment because Sidney Powell about to like turn state seven. The same thing with this Ken Cheese bro dude. He didn't turn state seven. They already flipping. They are already flipping. Let me turn this off. But they already flipping on this dude, man. Now, I remember when uh, they were talking about uh, 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 Fonnie Lewis. I mean, uh, what's the uh, what's the damn? The, Fonnie Willis. Uh, Fonnie Willis was the DA down in uh, Fulton County. And they were talking about how she may have overcharged this case. And she was reaching as far as charging for the RICO and everything else. But this is exactly why she did that sort of shit, man. She did this because she knew the legal fees are going to start piling up on some of these these ancillary motherfuckers that don't have the resources that said Donald Trump has that you know uh or or especially Donald Trump not because Donald Trump has all the money but Donald Trump has people donating to his motherfucking legal defense right people who think they're donating to Donald Trump for the campaign for president much of that money is being diverted to his legal defense fund So he's getting people from all over the country funding his legal defense. Meanwhile, the people with whom he's in cahoots with, with whom he conspired with, don't have those resources available to them. So they they can't afford the lawyer fees that Donald Trump is able to afford. They can't afford to keep going to court on this shit. So the legal fees, more than anything else, is going to start pressing upon all these other uh, defendants where they're going to be like, hey, man, shit, I don't know, bro. Like, can you help me out, Donald? No, you're not going to help me out? Well, fuck it then. I'm telling, nigga. Right? There was another... Uh, 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 one of those lawyers, man, I forget her name at the moment, but she's all of a sudden she she came to the light that Donald Trump was a uh, <laughs> was a deadbeat motherfucker when she found out that he wasn't going to contribute to her legal defense either. Right. Once she found that out, then suddenly Donald Trump is the worst person in the world. But you were just out, you were in front of television cameras. You were in front of people like, you know, scores of people telling everybody that, you know, the election was rigged and it was stolen from him. This, that and the other. And you knew that shit not to be true. Knew it not to be true, but you did the shit anyway. And so uh, for uh, Sidney Powell and for uh, Ken Cheeseboro to uh, to uh, essentially turn state's evidence, man, uh, yeah, shit's, sh- screws are being tightened, man. Screws are being tightened. Now, one of the things that did happen also was uh, there was this the, the, the case that Donald Trump is facing in New York. Uh, one of the damn judges, man, he pulled, you know, he put a Lucy on us, man. Like he told, he, you know, he 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 started talking greasy in the courtroom, man. Talking about how, you know, asking Donald Trump why why shouldn't I lock you up, yada yada yada. And he getting people all excited and shit, threatening us with a good time. And then he gonna get this nigga a five thousand dollar fine, man. Like, wait, what, what the fuck? 
Someone get this jigaboo away from me. I mean, that wasn't the one I was looking for, but y'all know what I mean. Like, what the fuck, bruh? <laughs> right? $5,000? Come on, man. One of his damn, like, fans would have sent that in. He ain't got to come out of pocket for that shit. So, yeah, man. But, uh, yeah. Still and all. Still and all. Trump's conspiracy, cold conspirators are flipping. And they're not going to be the only ones, man. They're not going to be the only ones. So, we got that going on, right? Now, another story that we got here going on, man, is uh, there is a war that is going on between Hamas and Israel, right? Now, um, I'll say this, man, and I've said this over the course of the last few weeks. Um, one of the things I think is very interesting is that when this sort of thing uh, between the Palestinians and, with, and between uh, the Israelis come up, uh, people want you to pick sides. If you're going to say anything about it, they want you to pick sides. And um, also, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm keenly aware that speaking on this issue uh, without any level of understanding as to what's going on under there can be very tricky. You can put your foot in your mouth and you can have people coming for your neck, right? So um, one of the things that I've been trying to do over the course of the last couple of weeks is try to educate myself somewhat on what's been going on over there and why they're fighting and why, uh, you know, this conflict has been going on, you know, for the better part. I mean, shit, it's been going on. I've been hearing peace in the Middle East as a, as a, as a rallying cry. Shit. Since I was a kid, man, I remember like you used to watch like, uh, you know, award shows and rappers used to say peace in the Middle East at the end of a, at the end of a performance and stuff like that. Like this thing has been going on forever, bro. And um, uh, one of the things about this that I will say is that um, I understand that Hamas is but a group within the Palestinians, but that they don't represent all Palestinians in much the same way that when white people want to remind us that the KKK is a group within white folks, but they don't represent all white folks, right? In much the same way that the Hebrew Israelites represent a subsection of black folks, but they don't represent all black folks. The tricky thing about this, though, is that if you say something like that, that uh, like, you know, well, if you don't even like present in uh, like I am for or against one side or the other. Uh, people tend to think that, you know, you've taken a side. Right. And much the same way that like, you say, uh, um what's that uh you know your silence is complicity and all that other stuff like nah in some it, there there are some cases where if i am not aware if i don't know enough i probably shouldn't be talking about it and you shouldn't be forcing people to come out and talk about some things that they have virtually no understanding of right now um i understand that the united states foreign policy has been staunch supporters of the israeli state right I also understand that Palestinians feel as though they are being oppressed within that Israeli state, right? Both things can be true. I understand that the faction within the Palestinians feel as though they have to resist in a forceful manner. But I don't have to agree in the manner in which they did that. Everyone on the planet should know killing civilians, women, 
children seniors is wrong. Right? It's wrong. No one is no one should condone that. Also, do you punish an entire people for the actions of a few? Right? Because this seems to be a, a, a disproportionate level of force being meted out against the Palestinian people in 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 comparison to whom the Israeli government is supposed to be fighting, which is Hamas, not the Palestinian people, but Hamas. And all of the Palestinian people are not Hamas. And so I think it's very I think it's very important for us to understand that the Palestinian people feel as though they're being oppressed in their own land. And the Israeli people feel as though that land is theirs. And if they don't protect it, then they're going to be overrun by all of the other Arab countries within the Middle East. And so like there, there has to, there has to become a, a way for all of this shit to be reconciled. How it gets reconciled is what has been vexing folks with a better part of the last 1500 years. Right. But I think it's important that when we do speak on these issues, that we don't just speak on this us versus them. You you are for genocide and you are for uh, 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 anti-Semitism and all this other uh, like the, the 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 hot rhetoric that everybody kind of spews out in issues like this. Like, nah, man, sit down and like, I think it's it, like far too often, not enough of us try to get the nuances. Right. Everybody wants to get out and give you that hot take. This has been a war that has been brewing all of our lives. It came to a head within the last few weeks. But this has been coming for a long time. And I think we do ourselves a disservice when we don't examine and understand or try to understand why. Because if you don't try to understand why, then you keep repeating the same shit over and over and over again. That's why our history is so important. That's why learning the history is so important. But yeah, man, um, that's all I'm going to say about that shit. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say, man. I don't need nobody coming at my neck, for real, for real. But uh, another story that we got going on, man. So uh, in the speaking of like geopolitical shit, um, here in the United States, we do not have a... Uh, we do not have a goddamn speaker at a house, man. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. No wonder you get D's and everything. He not talking about me. And in this case, I don't think he's talking about the Democrats. But them goddamn Republicans, oh, they're getting them D's, man. They're getting them D's because this don't even make no goddamn sense, man. So a couple weeks ago, about 17 days ago, uh, Representative Matt Gates. uh, filed a motion to vacate the seat of Speaker of the House of Representatives, removing Kevin McCarthy from the position. Only thing is, this dumb motherfucker did not have a plan B. God damn! Yeah, man, they didn't have a plan B. So they, for the last two weeks, the Republicans have been trying to um, figure out who they're going to have as the Speaker of the House of Representatives, uh, and they can't elect one. 
they can elect one. They've had two candidates so far. They were Steve Scalise from Louisiana, who called himself the David Duke without the baggage. For those of you who are familiar who David Duke is, David Duke was a goddamn Klansman, and <laughs> which means. Oh, yeah. There is powerful niggardry at work here. That's the kind of shit Steve Khalees would be walking around in the House of Representatives saying, right? And then, 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 after they didn't chance, you know, pass Steve Scalise, they went on ahead and then they tried to nominate Jim Jordan. Now, Jim Jordan is an election denier who is also someone who is like looked over sexual assault happening at Ohio State University with the wrestlers because the wrestlers was getting diddled by coaches while they was at the school. Yeah, man. And then this guy forced three votes, man, three votes to become speaker of the house. Now, uh, (laughs) unfortunately for him, uh, they, they decided they were going to move on from, uh, from old uh, Jim Jordan. And he is no longer a candidate for uh, speaker of the house of representatives anymore. They are now trying to go back and um, figure out what they're going to do. But here's the rub, right? Uh, in less than a month, the government is uh, is slated to shut down, man. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. But it's working that way. It's kind of working that way. And, uh, you know, you would think that because of everything that's going on in the world with the war in Ukraine, with the uh, Palestinian, uh, I'm sorry, the Hamas Israeli war um, with uh, people not being able to uh, get paid on time. If there is a government shutdown, um, you would think that the Republicans would be more uh, mindful of the job they have of governing since they had the majority, but right now they can't even get their own house together and uh, elect a fucking speaker. And so hopefully the voters come next year, will see all the bullshit happening within the house of representatives and the dereliction of duty and say, Hey man, you know what? I don't think y'all should be in charge of a motherfucking thing next year. And we decide to vote and we vote in droves and we drive these motherfuckers out and uh, get some real legislators up in there. Right. But yeah, right now, there has been no speaker of the house for the last uh, 17 days. And it hasn't been like this for the last hundred years. God damn. Yeah, man. Now another story that we got here, man, we all, we still on our little political shit, but our, another story that we got here, man, is uh Joe Biden, man, Joe Biden, the president of the United States has decided, I think, I don't know, man. I, I really feel like Joe Biden was trolling, man. I really do. I feel like Joe Biden was getting his troll on, man. I think Joe Biden was getting on his dark branding. And Joe Biden decided that he was going to, (laughs) he was going to, Joe Biden decided that he was going to join True Social, which is Donald Trump's social media platform, to which nigga just. Yeah, man. So we get the story here. This comes out of Axios. It says that President Biden's campaign has surpassed former President Trump and followers on True Social. Uh, the Biden campaign pithily announced that it was joining his likely 2024 presidential race competitor on Trump's Twitter-like platform as they both vie for, to appear. Okay, now we're not doing that. Both vie to appear on extremely online. Uh, the U.S. presidential campaign is playing out in real time on True Social said an email announcing Biden's campaign had joined. Don't miss the action. Since creating his account this week, 
Biden's team has used it to criticize Trump's presidency and share political news, including about the Israeli Hamas war and vacant House speakership uh, by the numbers. Both Trump, uh, both follow accounts, uh, both follow accounts on the campaign accounts were, were regularly increasing. Biden account had about 25,100 followers as of Wednesday afternoon. Trump's account at 21,500. Now, here's the thing that I think I find interesting is the fact that one, um, so many Trump supporters decided to follow Joe Biden on Trump uh, on True Social, right? And chances are we already know why many of them did because they want to troll him, right? Like he could say some things, but you don't have to follow him in order to troll him. I'm sure someone will share what he says and everything else. And um, you know, you know, everybody wants to dunk on you know the people that they're political opponents with. I get that. I understand that because I've done that, right? Following them though. I don't really need to follow you in order to do all of that, right? I thought that was funny. Uh, the other thing is, um, yo, so does Trump like just start gassing his numbers on, <laughs> on True Social so that he can't, so so that he can probably say I have the highest numbers of anyone on True Social. I am the highest one. No one is better than me. You know that sort of shit that he would do for like you know, uh, inauguration speeches and you know rallies and shit like that. I mean. Think about this for a minute. Donald Trump believes that he won the election based upon his rally sizes. Meanwhile, many Biden supporters were adhering to the COVID-19, you know, mandates and restrictions. Right. So there weren't a whole bunch of people who were coming to a Biden rally because we were social distancing, as the science said. Meanwhile, you know, Trump supporters were like, yeah, you know, you can't tell me that guy got 80 million votes. He was doing this shit from his fucking basement. What the hell, man? You know, that sort of stuff. Right. And so, um, yeah, man, Donald Trump is second. He's in second place on true social. Now it'll be interesting to see. Right. Um, if (laughs) I swear, man, it'll be funny if not only Donald Trump is second on his own platform, but also Donald Trump loses again becomes a three-time loser because he's lost both of the presidential elections that he's in he's lost the popular vote for him to lose that shit three times be a three-time loser mm, 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 mm. that'd be beautiful that'd be motherfucking beautiful right but yeah man that's uh that's what we got going on now let's get into what we really came here for hold on a second let me get a swig of this mm. all right now Tonight's topic, our main topic, is um, main character syndrome, right? And um, I haven't exactly come up with a definition for main character syndrome, but I think we all know main character syndrome when we see it, right? And the reason why uh, I want to talk about this tonight, because this has been like a, a, a few different stories that have kind of popped up more on social media that are going viral, and... Um, you know, as I was looking at this, I just kept thinking to myself, like, one, I was, I'm, I'm getting older, and I can tell uh, that I'm getting older because these are the sort of things, like, the sort of things that are going on now, like, annoy me. <laughs> and I think they annoy a lot of people. And um, there's that. But then there's not only so much the annoyance of it, it's the, the, the need to film everything, right? I think what we're witnessing now is people documenting them accomplishing absolutely fucking nothing, but they got eyeballs on them. So I guess it makes it all worth it. And so one of the reasons, uh, let's see, one of the, one of the, 
reasons I wanted to kind of talk about this. There's, there, there's like three examples. There are three examples here of main character syndrome. Now we've talked, I think we've had, we talked about main character syndrome here before. There was a young lady a few months back who was going through some things with her child's father. And um, she went to TikTok to document the issues that she was having with her child's father. And she was saying some pretty fucked up shit about how she felt about being a mom to this kid. And uh, also shitting on the kid's father. And I was thinking to myself, like, so, you know, one, like, I don't think we were the audience for that. And then two, like, did you really set up a camera, walk out of the room and then close the door and then open the door room back up and walk back in the room for the sake of this scene? Did you really set up a camera, go to bed, get back out of the bed so it looked as if the like the camera was always there as you were waking up? Like there's something I think something I don't I don't quite know what it is, but the need for that I think is is weird. It's weird. And we're, I'm seeing more and more of it. So uh, I'm going to pull up a couple examples of this real quick so you guys can see what exactly what I'm talking about here. Um, let's see. Let's do this. All right. And let's share the audio of that as well. And check this out, y'all. Here's, here's, here's sort of what I'm talking about right here. Check this out, y'all. I could mute that because this dude, like, he does he doesn't say anything in this video, right? But this essentially for those of you guys who are not watching, this guy is at Target, right? He's showing himself putting his clothes on for a Target run. He goes to the elevator, he parks his car, he walks into the store, he grabs a cart, he grabs some items off of the shelf, he checks out, and then he drives home. That is the extent of the fucking video, right? That is the extent of the video. Buddy made a 20-minute run to Target, <laughs> right? A 20-minute run to Target. He turned that shit into a three-hour production. And every time I'm looking at this video, I'm thinking, so when you was parking your car, did you really like stop, put your camera on a tripod, then go back to your car and filmed yourself parking your car? Like when you were going through the checkout line, did you really set your camera up in the checkout line before you got to the checkout and then filmed yourself going through checkout and left your phone and had to come back in there and get it so you can finish your video? Like, I don't fucking get it, <laughs> right? I don't get it. And I'm wondering, like, it, there's a, there's a, the reason why I'm, I'm calling this main character syndrome is because it's as if everyone feels as though they are important enough that everybody needs to know that they too go to Target, <laughs> right? They too go grocery shopping. They too go to the store. And they videotape themselves doing mundane things as if everyone needs to see them doing these mundane things. It's something I, I, I just, I cannot wrap my head around. And I thought that was interesting. I was just like, yo, man, what, like, what is this? Okay, let me pull that down. Y'all don't need to see that. Yikes. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man. So we got that going on, right?
Now, another thing that has been going on in the social media sphere, man. Um, so I get that, you know, dating is a big thing on social media now. And I know that, you know, the dating world and like people are, you know, they're documenting their date. They're like, they're the tribulations that they're going through while dating. We'll say that, right. The problems that they have while dating. Um, the thing about it is like many of the people that I see on social media talking about this stuff. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm so far out of the game, probably that, but even before I wasn't, um, I never met people like this, <laughs> right? I never met people like this. Um, every time I've seen people who act like this, and I'll play this video here in a second. Every time I've seen anybody act like this was online. I've never come across this type of person in real life. Now I'm not saying that these type of people don't exist. Obviously they do. I'm just glad that the good Lord saw fit that I ain't running to these motherfuckers because I would hate these people. Real talk. I would hate these people. So check this out. Here's a video uh, where this woman who uh, she's mad about the dating scene for her. And she uh, she expects a lot. Well, she's she, she expects some shit out of the dudes that are trying to fuck with her. So let me let me let her say exactly what she has on her mind. Check this out, y'all. Dates for the past two weeks when I say I'm not satisfied, this what the fuck I got to choose. When you take me on a date, you open up my fucking door. You open up the door. Okay. Okay. I get, I agree with sis right here. You open up the door. Open up the door, man. That's that's being a gentleman. And you also don't let her walk in. Like if you if y'all walking on the sidewalk, man, you walk on the street side, nigga. You know what's up. Come on now. Be a gentleman. Goddamn. You pull out the chur if it's a chur, and you cut my fucking steak if it's a steak. I'm always going to order a steak to see if you got some fucking home training, ho. If you take a female on a date, she order a steak, you cut it. The fuck? They pre-cut it, then you cut it. Be a gentleman. Be whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Now. I pull out a chair, right? Um, I open the door. I'll walk on the street side. I'll take my coat off and put my coat on you if you're cold, right? I'll make sure you get home in, in, in the house safe. I won't pull off before you get in the door. You know that sort of thing? I will walk you to that door. Make you shit, Make sure you get inside safe. But I got to cut your steak for you. Ma'am, there's something wrong with your hands. Something wrong with your hands. I didn't realize that that was part of the criteria out here, man. Like, real talk, I'm 43 years old. I have never in the history of my life had to cut a steak for anybody other than a child. That's it. I have never, ever, 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 ever had to cut a steak for anybody other than a child. And are you a child, ma'am? <laughs> right are you a child i mean because she going to fuck off I, and i i get it like if there's a certain level of uh, of treatment that you want for yourself then by all means baby girl ask for it demand it get what you can get real talk who am i to say that you are not worthy of what you say you want you are more than welcome to do any of that i'm just saying this you know it sound like to me a little much you know what i'm saying sound a little, little bit but i think the other part of it is is like just the automatic assumption of like you're trying to get some of this ass it's like well if you are you like are you trying to get to know each other like i know like yeah <laughs> i know sex is like a, a, a driving force for a lot of folks in the dating scene but like yo so you got you 
your your hands are broke though. Like word, are you not you not really gonna try to cut that motherfucker? Hmm. Now I know something would be wrong if she put out some A one sauce though. Like if she put the A one sauce out, and I'm like, all right, shit, this date is over, goddamn it. Look, check. Check. She put an A1 sauce on this goddamn steak, man. She is fucking it all up, goddamn it. Fucking it all up. Oh, Lord. She done put the goddamn ketchup on there. Oh, shit. We can't put ketchup on no damn filet mignon. You can't put ketchup on no wagyu steak. You can't put ketchup on, on Kobe beef, man. What the fuck is wrong with you? You crazy? Nah. But yeah, man, she upset about that shit. She is really upset. Get a gentle man. You trying to gently touch on his ass? Do the work. Do the work. We're going on multiple dates. You want some ass from me? We're going on multiple dates. we putting in effort. Bitch, we doing what we got to do to get some ass. Fuck on. Also, she's aggressive than the motherfucker, though. Like, I feel like the kind of nigga she's trying to get with. <laughs> she aggressive as shit. She ain't my type. I'm sorry. I'll be like, mm, I don't know. But, mm, you're doing a little much. You're doing a little much, little lady. <laughs> doing a little much. <laughs> Like real talk though, like she she's upset. You niggas ain't cutting steaks, and she's mad about it. She's mad about it. Like I said though, I don't run into these type of people in real life, man. I see this sort of shit online. I very seldom, if ever, have seen any of this sort of stuff happen in real life. But again, main character syndrome, man. Main character syndrome. Now here's another instance of main character syndrome. We're not gonna do that one. We're gonna do that one last. But here's another instance of man character syndrome. Now, I kind of I got on this story a little bit late, right? Got on this a little late. Uh, I saw this story uh, uh, kind of pop up on my Twitter timeline, and you know, on the off chance that I was on Twitter. Because like I said, I haven't been on Twitter much lately. And uh, I, I saw people talking about this, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Let's talk about it, right? <laughs> Let's talk about it. Now, um, here's the thing, though. Videos like this. Videos like this and the one that I'm going to play afterwards. Um, as I was looking for this video so that I could talk about this here on the show tonight, I was inundated with a bunch of Manosphere-type videos talking about this woman in response to this video. And the next video as well. Bunch of Manosphere videos. So I got to like I gotta cleanse my fucking YouTube shit. And search for like puppies and kittens and shit to wash my damn YouTube algorithm from the, the Manosphere red pill shit that, you know, these niggas have been like, like going in on these videos. Now, I'm not going to go in. I'm just going to give you some observations, right? Give you some observations. But these niggas are going in because these niggas believe this shit, right? They believe this shit. And to some degree, there's some realism to it. But at the same time, you got to also know when people are content farming. And they did a damn good job of content farming because we're talking about this shit here tonight, right? But they did a real good job of content farming. And so I'm going to start this video here and uh, we're going to talk about it. Let's, let's, let's see what they're they talking about. It's only two minutes long. Let's see what's going on. I leaked with this nigga I met a few weeks ago out with my friends. This nigga been texting me for weeks talking to himself. Why I didn't block him? <laughs> Bitch, I don't know. Okay, so off top, she don't like this nigga. <laughs> he been texting me for the better part of the last couple weeks and talking to himself. Why I didn't block him, I don't know. She don't even like this nigga, but they going out. All right. 
But today I was bored and I had time. So he texted me like, can we meet for drinks? And I'm like, yeah, meet me here. They got the best fucking oysters in Atlanta, like hands down. So I'm like, yes, I can get some content. Come on. I'm so good. So, Shorty done ordered a shit ton of oysters, and she's slurping these motherfuckers down. And again, she don't like this nigga. But this video, and at least she was honest about it, I can get some content. At least she was honest about it. I can get some content. But these oysters, though, I'm sorry, man. They look like snot. I'm sorry. I ain't, I ain't knocking y'all who like these motherfuckers, man, but that, that, that shit look like snot. I'm, I, I can't do it. Mm-mm. Y'all, when the fourth one came out, he was looking at me crazy. I didn't give a fuck. I'm like, baby, you invited me out. I'm gonna eat, and I was coming anyway. But I ain't gonna lie. No, I wouldn't have did all that, but I did do all that. That was so good. I was not expecting it to be that good. They couldn't have been that good. She putting on. I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting them to be that good. They wasn't that good. She she's she's really putting on. What 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 did they season these motherfuckers with something special at this particular oyster bar? Like what difference did they, what what difference do they do with this oyster bar than they do with any other oyster bar? Hey, for those of you who eat oysters, let your boy know, right? But those of you who get down with the oysters, man, let me know. Like if you go to a spot, like what's the difference between one spot and the next one? Because I don't know, I don't eat this shit. And like like I said, I, that shit look like a booger, bro. I'm sorry, she put hot sauce on a booger. I'm good, but uh, <laughs> but she over here slurping these motherfuckers down, and she got her phone out the entire time. Right now, a lot of y'all, you know, a lot of folks was, was 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 upset with the fact that like, yo, she got 48 oysters and she on a date with this dude and she ordered 48 oysters. Who does that? This and another. I'm like, yeah, that's I mean, 48 oysters is a lot. You know what I'm saying? I don't eat that. But, you know, yeah, that seems like a lot. But at the same time, if I'm inviting somebody out to eat, you know, chances are I'm not inviting them out if I can't afford to go. Right. And oftentimes, like, yo, I'm not. I got a budget, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I, I, I can pretty much handle what we got going on, depending on the restaurant and where we going. Um, that wouldn't have bothered me. What would have bothered me was the fact that this woman is on her fucking phone the entire time of the date. Right? <laughs> the entire time of the date is like, yo, you just going to be on your phone? Like, what the fuck? What are we? Are we here to get to know each other or what? Now, again, she's telling us that she don't like this dude. He don't know that. Right. Or he might have had a clue for that, like because she say and this is the, this is just based upon what she's telling us. Right. We don't really know. But based upon what she's telling us is he's been texting her for a few days or a couple of weeks and she hasn't really been responding. And he asked her to take her out to eat. And then she responded to that and they go out to eat. And now she's on her phone the entire time at this point. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Buddy, like, eh, maybe she ain't really that into me. And yeah. Oh it was just so good like I just I had to it was so good so after that I'm like baby mm, what's next what I'm about to eat these potatoes mm, they were so good in the crab cakes 
Everything was so good. 10, 10, baby. Why the fuck this bitch ass nigga say he going to the bathroom and never come back? Because you don't like him. <laughs> you don't like him. Right? You ba like we we we've been here for the day and all we've seen is you slurping down fucking oysters and lemon drops and that's it. You already don't like him. I think he got the message and bounced. Now, would I have done that? I don't know. I've never been in that particular situation. However, I think I would have spoke up and said, Hey man, you think you might want to put your phone down? You know? I want to put your phone down. That's kind of rude. You know, you're going out with somebody and y'all are on a date. You're trying to get to know each other a little bit better and have a conversation, man. And like the entire time you just on your damn phone. Like that's, that's again, we didn't have to be there. You could have done this on your own. You didn't have to go out on a date with this nigga in order for you to give us said content about how good the oysters was. You could have did this on your own, but you went out with this dude. And you didn't interact with Buddy, at least from what we see. You didn't interact with Buddy at all. So he's like, well, fuck it then. Why am I even here? <laughs> right? Why am I even here? But yeah, man. That, yeah. The fuck? I'm like, hold the fuck on. It's been like 10, 20, 30 minutes, bitch. What the fuck this nigga at? I had to end up grabbing a tab, bitch. Nigga left me with his little one fucking drink. Yeah, bitch, I'm so glad bitch keep me some money because what? That was crazy to me. And I said, okay, but that was a $10 tip, baby girl. I'm just saying. <laughs> After 48 motherfucking oysters, three lemon drops, and whatever the hell else you probably ordered to eat. <laughs> I know the waitress was like, bitch. <laughs> if you'd have put your phone down, you'd have been able to calculate this goddamn tip. That's what you that's what you could have been doing. <laughs> Shit. But yeah, man, then she shows us the text message said, uh, I offered to take you out for drinks and you ordered all that food. I can cash up the total for the drinks. So yeah, my man's just like, yo, man, um, like I said, I don't know if I'd have just ran out like that. I'd have probably said something beforehand. And we don't even know if he did. Well, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I'd have said something beforehand. Like, ain't no way in hell we gonna be out together and you not like interact with me much at all. You be on your fucking phone recording for the people who are not here. Right? That's that main character syndrome shit. Like where everything you do in your life, you feel like everybody in the world has to be a part of it, even the people that don't know you. And oftentimes, man, we find ourselves performing for people who don't know us. We find ourselves trying to impress people who don't know us and really don't give a fuck about us either. Right. So you got that going on now. Um, let's see. We got another story here uh, for main character. Right. And this story here also went viral. People were talking about this over the course of the last week or so. And this lady here has decided that the Cheesecake Factory is not good enough for her on the first date. So we're going to go ahead and play this video and let's see what the hell this lady talking about. Uh, let me just get the door for you. Okay. He got me at the Cheesecake Factory, y'all. I ain't getting out this car. Mm-mm. Yes. Uh, would you want me to open the door for you? Look at, look at. Are you? You're recording me? Yeah. He can't act. Yeah. 
This is the Cheesecake Factory. This is the Cheesecake Factory, y'all. What's the problem with that? This is a chain restaurant. Who takes someone that looks like this to a chain restaurant? You want to talk about it? I mean, I was going to say something, but I ain't going to say it. Y'all see it. Someone who looks like this. People that look like you every day being a Cheesecake Factory, sweetheart. Every day. All the time. Real talk. I'm, I'm fine with talking about it, even in front of them. Oh, sure. yeah, I want to talk about it. Yeah. Come on, get up on in the car. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So, so, yes, let's talk about it. Let's talk you, about it. So you expect a man to go all out on the first date. Is that right? Um, okay. This is a skit, <laughs> right? For those of us who pre like create content, you can kind of recognize that this is a skit. But also, again, main character syndrome. You're in a car on a date with your, with whomever you're with. Excuse me. And you got your phone out the entire fucking time. And now, once did this dude say, at, like, hey, man, like, what's up with that? Right, you on the phone recording the entire thing. That don't seem weird to y'all, man. Like something about this is just like to me. I'm like, yo, what is what is up with y'all? And like, I, like that's just fucking rude. And I'm wondering how much of it is generational now, because we have a a, a generation of. Uh, of people who have come up where like the internet has always been in their lives that like cell phones have always kind of been a part of like you know who they are and how they've grown up like i th i think that, like my daughter would be 21 in february like she's had a cell phone since she was like 10 11 something like that so like for the better part like for yeah for the better part of most of her life she's had a cell phone with her and so now you have these kids who like are always you know phone up selfies and everything else now they transferred that over to reels and stories and and now they're just saying fuck it i'm going out on a date and i'm going i'm going to document the entire fucking date while i'm on the date <laughs> right and like it just seems weird to me bro it just seems weird to me but like so when he said you expect a man to go all out on a date and it's like yeah all right this sounds like some some Twitter sphere, manosphere, uh, you know, red pill shit going on right off top. They can't act. I mean, you're supposed to look at, I mean, when you take out a beautiful woman <laughs> and she laying it on thick, I'm just sorry. And you're courting her because I, I get courted. So mm. you're courting her, right? You're supposed to take care of her. You're and supposed to cover her. You're supposed to protect her cherish her treat her well right yeah that's and, what and you're supposed I, to do i agree and what does all that have to do we're going to the cheesehead factory right he could be treating you well he can court you he can protect you and treat you like a a, a decent human being right he could do all of that and take your ass to the cheesecake factory especially if that's what his pockets is looking like right if his pockets dictate cheesecake factory He's doing the best for you that he can, right? Doesn't mean he's less of a man because he's taking you to the Cheesecake Factory. 
Cheesecake Factory might be what he can what he can afford at the moment, and he's doing his best for you. And at that time, right now, you're saying that ain't enough for you. Now, interestingly enough, you know, when people start talking about chain restaurants, because she did mention it's a chain restaurant. I mean, shit, Ruth Chris is a chain restaurant. Uh, shit, Morton's is a chain restaurant. Ocean Prime is a chain restaurant. Fucking uh, Stony River chain restaurant. These are all pretty nice places. They're all chains, though, right? So let's not act as though all of these people are above chain restaurants. They for, they're performing for people that don't fucking know them, right? People go to the Cheesecake Factory every day and enjoy it. People go to Ruth Chris every day and enjoy it. But what happens is we get on social media, man, and we like these hypotheticals and, the, you know, these sorts of videos are pumped out. And, you know, they they elicit a certain response, man. You know, they they, <clears throat> they get people talking. I mean, like I said, shit, we're talking about it here right now, right? But they get people talking. And um, essentially, that's what they're designed to do. But by and large, many of the people who are creating this content don't necessarily believe that they don't, don't believe in the shit that they're saying in this. They're really, it's like a thought experiment, right? Now, if this, like... Uh, the, the, the sad part about this is that even if this was real, cause I saw like uh this woman has done an interview with like another YouTuber, an exclusive interview, like people were waiting to talk to her, but an exclusive interview with another YouTuber and um, you know, her and this guy, and they were talking as though like this was a real scenario. I still don't believe this is a real scenario considering that like it was the both of them in this interview when it was supposed to be an exclusive. Nah, y'all, y'all, this is a plan and it is cool. Y'all got y'all 15 minutes. But ultimately, I'm still stuck on you got your phone out the entire fucking time. <laughs> your phone is still fucking out. Like, why are we in this conversation with the fucking world when it really supposed to be just me and you? I, I went into the state as I expect, uh, with the expectations for myself to keep you safe, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. to respect you, mm -hmm. uh, to favor for your food, of course, pick you up, of course. Mm -hmm. And just treat you like a gentleman, which I believe I have done. I mean, you, yeah, and, you've been pretty and nice, then, but I mean, and then, cheesecake factory. I, on the other hand, have certain expectations for a girl I go out with on the first date. I expect her to be respectful too. I expect her to be cooperative, mm -hmm. and, and at least you know. Uh, what did I do that wasn't cooperative? Well, I mean, like even like. Uh, when we were walking to the car, uh, you wouldn't uh, put your hand around my arm or anything like that, or hold my hand or anything like that. I mean, it's too early for that. Okay. I yeah. don't know and you. I yet. can respect that. Okay. I can respect that. Okay. When uh, I got to your apartment to pick you up, uh, you didn't want to invite me in. I can respect that too. We're not again. Maybe I don't we're know not there yet. Okay. I don't know yet. And then, but she don't know him yet. But she won't top of the line from some nigga she don't know. I mean, get what you can get. Real talk. I ain't mad at you. If, you, if that's if that's how they get down, that's how they get down. I am not mad at all. However, 
don't be mad when it don't work out the way that you thought because of some of these, uh, some of the ways you're carrying yourself right now. Cause right now she's it's like the, the attitude, like off top just is off putting. But like I said, the whole phone thing is really what's sticking for me. But I mean, I feel like I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do as a woman. But I, I mean, got myself all made up. nothing wrong with the Cheesecake Factory, right? Yes, there's a lot wrong with the Cheesecake Factory. Okay, well, look at I mean, look at my plan where we were gonna go originally. See, now that's that's where that's where we should have went. All right, right there. Call see, him. Call him. No. What do you mean, no? See, I, I specifically you told you both yesterday and this morning that I'd come to pick you up at four a.m. at four p.m. Right. Mm. And I got to your place at 4 p.m. You didn't even come downstairs for another hour. And so I was waiting downstairs I for an hour. Right? But I wasn't expecting for work to take me so long. I got home a little late. And like I said, I don't know you well enough to invite you up into my apartment. And that is not possible. And that's why I'm saying, I'm thinking, okay, if we're not there in the relationship to you know, meet uh, at your apartment, then maybe we're not ready in a relationship for such a what? nice, fancy rela- uh, restaurant as Aria. Especially if I'm paying for the whole thing, which I'm still willing to do. I, mean, I would have been, okay. but if we're late, I mean, I told I mean, you we twice. Late. It wasn't that late. I mean, we literally left. Like they really, like really, she really laid it on thick. These motherfuckers are performing. I, I'm not believing in a goddamn thing. I specifically said they, four they because maybe we could get there early and even get, have some time to get to know each other on the way there and while we're in the parking lot. I mean, we, waiting for a reservation. We can still get to know each other. Isn't there another restaurant you can call that, like you know, no. equivalent to that? I mean, I, I you, you don't said, understand. Look at me. I can look at go you in the cheesecake factory. Yes, the fuck you can. There's nothing. I, I, I will die. Yes, yes, the fuck you can. That's <laughs> embarrassing. That's exactly the reaction Listen, I think I, she's going for. I have very specific <laughs> certain expectations. Oh, no. I can tell. It's tell her, look at me. I cannot go into the cheesecake factory. Have, look at me. Damn. You can go into the cheesecake factory. Maybe we're not factory. right for each other. So. Really- Shorty talking like she goes spontaneously combust if she goes into the cheesecake factory. <laughs> Like, oh my god. <laughs> she acts like she act like the holy water gonna start boiling if she stepped foot in the cheesecake factory, fam. Like, come on, stop it. Come on, baby girl. You ain't like it. Come on, come on, come on. Perfectly. I'm gonna just drop you off at home. Oh no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I'm up. So you just want to call it a night? I mean, yeah. isn't there some kind of compromise or something? Uh, ladies can you believe this again ladies can you believe this you performing for a whole bunch of people that don't fucking know y'all man if this is supposed to be a real date if this is supposed to be a real date why are you talking to a whole bunch of motherfuckers that ain't even there right you supposed to be trying to get to know this young man right to the next right right to the left of you meanwhile you got your phone out recording the entire interaction and you talking to the ladies that ain't even fucking there. I am getting old. I know this. I know this, but also I'm recognizing this as, uh, as an episode of main character syndrome, man. Like we're seeing this more and more, man. Like 
I, I feel as though, um, and we've, we, we've talked about this a few times, man, where like everything is fucking content now, man. Everything is content. And one of the other reasons why uh, I've been really thinking about retiring my Twitter is because now Elon Musk has made it to where like he's trying to monetize, uh, monetize engagement on Twitter. But really what that tends to do is it amplifies the people who are doing the most egregious shit. And they're only doing the most egregious shit because they know that it's going to, at some point, get them a little bit of money to be more and more outrageous. And so the more and more outrageous you get, the more amplified you get, and the more amplified you get, the more you get paid. And we're we're basically uh, rewarding terrible fucking behavior. And I don't want to be a part of that, right? And so, um, yeah, man. It's just it's been real interesting to just kind of watch how social media has changed over the years and how social media has kind of warped how we behave and how we think and how we feel and how we uh, treat one another. And uh, yeah, man, it's just it's just it's, this is fucking wild, man. It's just wild. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, uh, I, I, if I don't feel respected, I um, not gonna go through with the rest of the day. Well, I mean, you are serious. You're really leaving. Also, think about this for a second. You didn't know you was going to the Cheese Factory until he pulled into the parking spot. <laughs> right? You didn't know you was going to the Cheesecake Factory until he pulled into that spot. Come on, man. You, I, I don't believe you need more people. And not the people in your chat. I mean, you didn't want this place anyway, right? I mean, I mean, I understand that I was late. I understand that. I understand that I could have been a bit more cooperative. You have, you made some good points. That's why I'm willing to compromise. Are you sure you want to go home? Uh, I don't have a lot of rules. I don't have a lot of expectations for a first date, but I've already set them, and you've broken everyone. So, oh my God. I'm sorry. Dropping you off. All right, whatever. Well, I mean, I guess I, I understand. You gotta do what you gotta do. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, man. Um, it's 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 a it's a weird sort of thing that's going on, and I don't necessarily understand it. I don't know. Um. Like I said, I, maybe I'm attributing it to me just being old, man. I, I really don't get it. And um, hopefully, man, one of you guys who are listening to me on and you guys can like kind of like school me on what some of this shit is because uh, I'm out of the, I'm out of the loop so far, <laughs> so far. But um, yeah, I, I'm starting to just like attribute this shit to main character syndrome, man. People are just really being some rude motherfuckers and just you're out on dates and you got your phone out the entire fucking time and you're not giving that attention to the person that you are out on a date with. I don't get it. Like, because I, I, I'm of the, I'm of the belief and I'm of the mindset that when you go out on a date with someone, this is an opportunity to not only enjoy each other's company, but to get to know each other better and enjoy the fucking food. Now, some of them enjoyed the food, but they didn't do other two things like enjoy their date and get to know each other better. Right. Some of them didn't get to get the food. <laughs> But they learned something about their date. 
but they didn't get a chance to get to know each other better. That, that's sort of thing. It's like, you know, you got two out of the three or one out of the three, but they weren't checking all three boxes, right? And so, but at, at the end of the day, put your goddamn phones away, man. Real talk. You out on the date, put the motherfucking phones away. But then that might be, you know, old school span talking. That might, you know, the new kids might, you know, just be out on the date and they both on their phones videotaping the whole shit, you know, for the gram or for TikTok or for, I don't even know if the kids is on Snapchat anymore, but, you know, wherever the fuck the kids is at recording themselves doing stupid shit, they, they doing it, right? So, uh, yeah, man, that's what I got to say to this week. I ain't have a whole lot for y'all, but that's what I had to say this week. But, uh, yeah, it's about time for me to get on up out of here. I've been running my mouth for a little while. But uh, before we get on up out of here, I got to remind you guys how to get in touch with us over here at the Mrs. Span, uh, the Mrs. Span official podcast and let your voice be heard. You can go ahead and hit us up at the Highline area code, 313-288-0485. This area code 313-288-0485. Leave us those voicemail messages, and of course those messages will get played here and responded to here live on the show. You can email us here at feedback at thespanreport.com. That's feedback at thespanreport.com. Go ahead and leave us those emails, and of course those emails will get read here and replied to here live on the show as well. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Threads, uh, Spill, Blue Sky Social <laughs> at uh, Mr. Underscore Spam. My name is Mr. Underscore Spam on all of those platforms. So follow me there. Chop it up with your man Spam throughout the week. Also, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and or Spotify. iTunes and Spotify. Uh, those five-star reviews are the ones that get read here live on the show. We really appreciate everybody who goes about the business of doing that. Doesn't cost you a dime. Just a couple minutes of your time to let everybody know why you're rocking with us over here at the Mr. Spam Official Podcast and the Report Podcast Network specifically. Also, Hit up our YouTube, man. I, I forget. I, I I keep forgetting to mention the YouTube, man. But go to our YouTube and watch these YouTube videos, man. You can leave comments on our YouTube videos, and those comments will also get read here live on the show, man. So we really appreciate y'all who not only go to our YouTube channel and watch the videos, but you leave comments there and that you write, uh, you give us, uh, you know, a, a thumbs up on those videos. You subscribe to the, the, the podcast that way. Like YouTube is a viable way for you to really consume the spare report podcast network so yeah yeah yeah. hit us up on youtube man real talk i always neglect to mention that and uh my apologies but yeah we are heavy on youtube so we appreciate everybody who goes about the business of doing that and also leave us a, a go to our website www.thespareport.com go there watch replays of the show you can vote in the polls when we decide to put those polls up you can donate to the show as often as you like as much as you like and of course we really do appreciate everybody dime over here and every word over here at the Spanaport Podcast Network, man, real talk. I am about to get on up out of here. I will talk to you guys again soon. But until next time, fam, peace.